Dear Santa, please don't put us on the naughty list. Yes, there's foul language on today's episode, but it's it's only Christmas Eve. It's not Christmas Day, and it's also not safe for work. I get it, but I'm giving people a heads up. I'm telling them so they can make an informed choice. That, that counts for something, right? You're not giving me a lump of coal, are you? Okay, there you go. That's your disclaimer. Enjoy the show. You won't believe the lengths a security guard went to to return a shopper's lost wallet. The story next. Hey! The Daily Detour. What's up? I'm Dan Roberts. Thanks for listening today. Merry Christmas Eve. And uh, coming up a little bit later in the show, I will read Twas the Night Before Christmas, just because everyone loves that story. The question is, though, got the book right here. The question is, do I read it verbatim? Do I respect the text? Or, because this is a podcast that tries to lean into comedy whenever possible, do I read it with my sarcastic, uh, facetious, silly, goofy, naughty commentary? Even I haven't decided that yet, so keep listening, I guess. But let's talk about this lost wallet. Really, one of the worst things that you could uh, drop in public and leave behind. It's that in your phone, right? That's kind of it. But it can happen. And then, of course, we all jump to the conclusion, it's gone, Someone's got my wallet, they've got my money, they've got my credit cards, and I'm in trouble. But before we get to the story, I want to put your mind at ease with that. I saw an interesting social science experiment on the news, and as it turns out, most people will make sure you get your wallet back if they find it. Whether they do it themselves or they give it to the nearest retail place, you know, maybe you dropped your wallet right outside the door of a store, most people will return it. In fact, the more valuable your wallet is, you know, the more credit cards, the more cash in that wallet, the more likely they are to return it to you. I thought that was really interesting. You would maybe think the exact opposite. At least skeptical people like me would think the exact opposite. But it's nice to know that most people are full of good. Which brings us to our story here. This took place on the island of Maui, which normally I would say, boy, Maui sounds good right about now, but it's not even snowing here in my hometown of Spokane. I mean, this is the place when Bing Crosby sang his hit song, White Christmas. This is what he was thinking of. Bing is from Spokane. Gonzaga University has a little uh, Bing Crosby Museum. And so, although it seems to be changing in recent years, we're kind of partial, we're kind of used to a white Christmas. Anyway, I don't know. It's still like 40 degrees outside, so I still think Maui sounds pretty good. But there was a woman shopping at this uh, supermarket with her five-month-old son. She got distracted probably by the five-month-old son, you know, and she accidentally left her wallet behind. Lucky for her, the wallet was spotted by the store security guard who volunteered to return the wallet to its owner. Now, you know what's not in the wallet? A phone number or an email address, because that would be the easy way to get the wallet back to this person. However, every driver's license features your home address on there, right? And so the security guard knew how to get it to the rightful owner. Here's the thing, though. Security guard doesn't have a car. He rides his bicycle everywhere. And so he took his bike and he took the wallet and he brought it back to the person's house. Took about an hour to get there, which included going uphill three times. And when she got her wallet back, which she didn't even know she'd lost, that mother of a five-month-old was blown away by the security guard's determination and his willingness to help a total stranger. Yeah, it's one thing to to drive to her house and return the wallet. It's a whole other thing to spend an hour of your time and uh, struggling up three hills, perhaps. He's 22, but still, hills always suck on the bike, right? Good exercise, though. 
And so, you know, at 40 degrees in my hometown right now, I could probably still work up a sweat on a bicycle. But this is Hawaii, so I'm just assuming he's drenched in sweat and returns the wallet. Who would do that? Who else would do that? Definitely the right guy found the wallet. Anyway, that's a great story, right? But it's not the end of the story. The woman's husband was so impressed, he posted about it on Facebook. And then he learned more about the security guard who moved to Maui five years ago to be with the woman he loved. And now they have kids. And in addition to working security at the grocery store to support his family, he's also using that money to put himself through college. And he rides that bike to work. And he rides that bike to school every day because he doesn't have a car. And he's been doing this for five years. I mean, more power to him, but that's a, that's a struggle, man. That's, I mean, that's really not hard to realize that a lesser person might cave, might crumble under those circumstances. I mean, there's got to be days where it just seems like too much. Put yourself in his shoes. That's what the husband did when he posted to Facebook and set up a GoFundMe page for the security guard. A GoFundMe page to raise money to get the young man a car. Husband says he deserves it. He's been working hard for a long time. He's a good guy. He deserves a break. And they had modest goals when they set up the GoFundMe. They were thinking maybe they'll raise $5,000, maybe get him a used car. Uh, But so far, they have more than $24,000. So the options are opening up a little bit. Okay, that's the end of the story. You feel good, right? I feel good. That might be one of the best stories I've heard in a long time. And I like to start out every episode of the podcast with good news. And on my radio show, I did good news once an hour for four hours. So I've heard some good news. But that one, uh, that's going to stick with me, I think. Riding a bicycle for five years to work so you can support your family and so you can pay for school. Riding that bicycle to school, that's determination. That is drive. It's a lot of heart. And I know I'd get discouraged, but it doesn't sound like he got discouraged. He's, He's focused. He knows what he wants making it happen, and now karma has knocked on his door with a little reward. I think that's great. All right, I've got listener Julie back today, and we've got a situation. Have you ever fibbed about something, and you didn't think it was a big deal? You thought, well, you know, this is a long ways away, and by the time it comes around, uh, no one will remember what I said, and the situation will just work itself out one way or another. Well, today's situation involves uh, some uh, adult children who lied to their parents said, oh, yeah, we're in for Christmas, and then didn't follow through with it because they thought, well, you know, there's a pandemic going on. No one's going anywhere. Certainly, the folks aren't expecting us. Eh, wrong. And, you know, maybe it's not so much a lie as just a lack of communication. But anyway, the the full situation and Julie's response, my response to the situation coming up in just a bit. Uh, We do have headlines to get to. I don't think I'll be doing headlines tomorrow because it's Christmas Day. If I do, I'll just grab the good stuff, right? No one wants bad news on Christmas Day. That's not what Christmas Day is about. All right, here comes the headlines. And we'll start with the coronavirus, which now is truly a global pandemic. We've been calling it a global pandemic, but it it wasn't on every continent until this week when it reached Antarctica. That's right. The most remote place on the planet now has cases of COVID-19. 36 people stationed at this Antarctic base tested positive for the virus. Good luck social distancing in Antarctica. I'm looking at a picture right now. It looks like a large enough facility. Also looks like the only facility. Might as well be on the moon. And I don't have to tell you that it's freezing there, right? So it's not like they're going outside a lot if they don't have to. So they're definitely sharing the ventilation system. 
Anyway, best wishes to them. I think they probably would rather encounter the abominable snowman than what's going on right now. But uh, there you have it. More bad news. Arizona's largest hospital chain says they are above capacity now because of the coronavirus. And this info coming from Banner Health Hospitals, who say their intensive care units are at 160% of their typical winter peak. And nearly 6 in 10 ICU patients have COVID-19. Which means if you were expecting to have surgery for cancer, you're being bumped down the list. If you had a hip replacement scheduled, you're being bumped down the list. As they try to keep those hospital beds open for patients battling the coronavirus. And by the way, Banner, not the only hospital chain in Arizona. The others also well above their normal capacity right now. And Arizona just being highlighted here, but that that situation, if it's not happening in your hometown, is likely to happen very soon. I can't imagine that you haven't heard reports about your hometown hospitals being overwhelmed and the nurses and doctors being fatigued. That's just what's uh, happening right now. And we've got to remember to thank them when we see them for doing what they do every day. In other news, President Trump has been exercising his right to pardon people. And one of the gentlemen who will no longer be serving time in prison is former Republican Congressman Duncan Hunter, who is guilty of spending campaign funds on video games and other personal items for his family. Duncan was sentenced to 11 months in prison after it was discovered that he spent $250,000 in campaign funds on luxury hotels, vacations, plane tickets for his pet rabbits, Eggbird and Cadbury. Oh, that's cute. You see, even criminals have a cute side. Anyway, Duncan denied that he spent the money on video games. I guess he maybe admitted to the other stuff. Uh, no, he blamed the, the video game charges on his son, being the stand-up guy that he is. When asked why he pardoned Duncan, President Trump said that farming costs money, especially if you want to grind like a boss. No, clearly he didn't say anything like that. I have no idea what he said. Anyway, Duncan actually lucking out because of the pandemic. And now the pardon. He was supposed to be serving his time already, but he kind of got a waiver because of COVID-19 concerns. I wonder who's sitting in a jail cell right now that wishes they had a waiver. And here's more good news for you. Uh, Ex-wife of Amazon CEO, Jeff, uh, what's his name? Bananas, Jeff Bananas, Jeff Bonkers, Jeff, Jeff, uh, BB Rexa. I don't, oh, Bezos, that's it, Bezos. Uh, His ex-wife, Mackenzie Scott, has given away four billion dollars in the last four months to help those affected by the pandemic she's doing this because obviously she's a kind person and doesn't feel that she needs to keep all the money that she has in fact a month after her divorce from the world's richest man Mackenzie scott signed the giving pledge an initiative that bill gates and warren buffett started a decade ago and she promised to give away her billions until the safe is empty And this might be a good place to remind you that her ex-husband, Jeff Bezos, is taking his fortune, is building a giant clock on the side of a mountain. And there's some kind of lounge or lair inside that mountain. That's true. That's a true fact. As far as true facts go, that one is truthy and facty. And I will bring that up until uh, the end of time, ironically. Because it just sounds like something a James Bond villain would do. Or maybe Dr. Evil. Uh, Not to say that Bezos is evil. I have no idea what his uh, philanthropy endeavors are. I'm sure he gives to charity. You know, I almost said philandering. (laughs) I get philanthropy and philandering mixed up in my head. They are not the same thing. Anyway, that's it for headlines. Let's get to the Daily Dish. 
Beyonce donating some of her fortune as well. She's given $500,000 to families facing eviction during the pandemic. And this on the heels of helping small businesses with a $2.5 million donation in providing water, food, supplies, and coronavirus testing, as well as mental health support to communities impacted by COVID-19. Say what you want about Beyonce. Be jealous of her glamour and her riches and her talent, but never doubt her heart. Speaking of mental health support, Lady Gaga's mom says it's okay not to be okay. I guess she spent some time listening to Demi Lovato this year instead of devoting every second to her daughter's music. Anyway, she says it's a tough time of year for a lot of people, which means it's a great time to remind them that you're thinking of them, to show that you care. She talks about sending a note of appreciation, sharing inspiring stories on social media instead of some of the crud we get sometimes, being there for others, maybe that's the gift you give, writing notes of gratitude in your journal for yourself and your own mental health, And the list is long. I won't go through them all. But uh, also, she says, give a gift to you from you, which I am good at. Are you not good at that? Anytime I Christmas shop for whoever, it always turns into one for you and one for me. One for you and one for me. One for you and two or three for me. I feel bad about it. I feel guilty. But then I talk to other people, and it seems to be what we all do. Christmas is basically a shopping spree in a way, a shopping spree for other people, but it's hard not to... Get caught up in that and want for yourself as well, which, of course, is not what the season is supposed to be about. Oh, this is wild, and I hesitate to even tell you this story because it is Christmas Eve, and I don't want to burn in the fiery depths of hell. But the Pope is on Instagram, and you can see what people are into on Instagram. And if you're to believe that Pope Francis has not been hacked or left his phone behind for some choir boy with a sense of humor to... uh, to post on his behalf, uh, the Pope likes boobies. He has liked some racy photos recently, including one of X-rated model Margot Fox, who shared a screenshot showing the pontiff's verified Instagram account among the more than 2,500 likes she got posing in a risque black bodysuit. And I have to say, I like it too. Not going to lie. Not going to sit here and tell you that I'm offended by that. So the Vatican wants an explanation from Instagram, and they said that we can exclude that the like came from the Holy See. It is possible that the account was hacked. It doesn't mention any of that in this article, but that is a possibility. Also, since this seems to keep happening, might be a good time to change the password on the account and maybe the Wi-Fi password. But if it keeps happening after that, uh, you, you may have to look at the possibility that the Pope likes what he sees. I mean, it's just a human body. We all have them. I mean, I don't have what Margot Fox has, but I have a body. <laughs> it's not a good one. It's not what I would brag about, but it's here and it's mine. All right, now that I've dug myself a hole that I cannot climb out of on Christmas Eve of all days, it might be a good idea to let someone else talk. Here's more of my conversation with listener Julie. Let's see. Let's. I'm, gonna, I'm going to throw a relationship question at you. Okay. Or Ooh. not necessarily, some kind of moral dilemma. Okay. This is a lie that someone's about to get caught in. Oh. Uh, they say they have, they're in all kinds of trouble with their family. Every year we all get together. The kids come from all over the country. My parents make a big deal out of it and talk about it for months. Hmm. Everyone thinks we're arriving this week just in time for Christmas, but we're not. Mm-hmm. We never booked our flights because we thought that for sure someone would cancel it this year because of COVID, but right. nobody did. 
Yeah. Now I just found out that everyone else is going. And my <gasps> mom called to find out what time we arrived because they're planning the big Christmas Eve dinner around our arrival. Oh, boy. But we're not going, so it's going to break their hearts. <sighs> and now, even if we could afford a last-minute flight for all five of us, oh geez, uh, we couldn't get a flight to be there. What am I going to do, and how should I break this to them? You want me to answer that for you? Yeah, because I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's a problem. Here's what I say. The hell with you people. That's with more money people? for you guys. No, it's oh, no yeah. for the family who's not going. That's more yeah. money in their pocket. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah. a thing. I, I would probably, I may say something. They're definitely in trouble with mom and dad. Like they're going to be, yeah. you know, they're not going to forget this next year, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I would probably blame it on death. I would say somebody died. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the one thing that can get like you me. out. Yeah, but it's not family that died, right? Because they're all going well, to be how there. Do we know so that? I mean, then they'll know, get dad- mad. Yeah. Dad well, might have been dipping the dip- dipstick somewhere else. And, you know, what are you supposed to do? You could tell them that your spouse died or one of the kids. And then, but then you have to keep that lie up for the rest of your life. Here's another dilemma. Uh, I've been dating my girlfriend for two years. I bought her a ring in September and was planning to propose on Christmas Day. But I'm having second thoughts for several reasons. First, I want it to be a surprise, but I kind of think she's expecting it. She hasn't said anything about it, but I can sort of tell. And I want it to be a big moment. Mm-hmm. Then I mentioned it to a few of my friends, and they thought a Christmas proposal was cheesy. They teased me and told me I belong on the Hallmark Channel. Now I don't, <laughs> now I don't know what to do. I kind of think she would like a Hallmark Channel proposal, but I want yeah. it to be a surprise. And I'm now thinking that if I put it off, she may be disappointed if she expects it. So now mm-hmm. I'm confused. Should I change my plans or would it make Christmas extra special? I have an idea. It's okay. just an idea. I would still do it. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it's hoes before bros, you know, when it comes to marriage, <laughs> I mean, you know, Don't come think on. That's the saying, Julie, I think it was, I know, but this is what before. I'm, I know it's bros before hoes, but hmm. whenever you want to marry the hoe, then it should be hoe before bros. Yeah. I mean, you know, common yeah. sense. I mean, you're, that would be a very weak wobbly foundation. Yeah, I would take her uh, to ride the go karts, and you know where you go do laps and laps. That would right. throw her off because she's thinking, "Oh my God, what a guy thing to do," you know. But whatever. But have the ring in the seat. Yeah, and have somebody there and, fa- and friends, like just the close ones, and record it. You know, she's taking off the helmet. Her hair looks like shit. You know, <laughs> boom! Congratulations! Honey, I, I love you. I love you, uh, uh, Tiffany. Marry me. Yeah. Make me happy. Please be my home. I now pronounce you. Ho no. and bro. Ho and bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough to take advice from a guy about any of that. You really have to go to her friends or your, if you have sisters, I think. Like, I don't know why I would take a guy's advice on any of that to begin with, but especially if any of the guys are single themselves, like, I'm not taking advice from the guy that doesn't even have a girlfriend right now. You know what right. I mean? Well, no <clears throat> kidding. So, or they was, drink too much, you know, you don't want to drink yeah. either, you know. Yeah. Bless their heart. But unfortunately, when we're at that age, I think we're probably, you would probably ask the guy who seems to do so well with the ladies, but just hasn't settled down yet. You know There's I mean? a reason. Yeah, I know. There's a reason, Dan. I'm telling you. I agree. Yeah. Uh, 2020 has been so fun. Yes. What would be, if there was, if you were doing an advertisement for 2020, what would be the slogan? 
do you really want to know? Yeah, you can use whatever word you want. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Even like a naughty word? Sure. Oh, God, I don't know. I don't want people to judge. Well, you don't have to. You it's, don't kind have of, to. it's kind of a really bad word. <laughs> but I could give, I'll give you the, the letters first. I can, get, I can guess already. FTS. FTS? The first one's very, very naughty. The middle one is not. The last one is. Yeah, just, just tell me. This fuck this shit. Yes. Okay. FTS, brother. Uh. 2020. 2020. Fuck this shit. There yeah. you go. Well, we were doing so well with the cussing this week, weren't we? I thought we were going to make it through Christmas. Certainly we can make it through Christmas without dropping uh, curse words. But, you know, what can I tell you? I'm naughty at heart. Naughty at heart. But I promise you, fingers crossed, promise you tomorrow will be completely Christmassy and curse-free. And we're going to end today on a nice Christmassy note, a reading of the famous poem, the famous poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas." Here we go. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, which is giving us cabin fever after being cooped up here for ten months, not a creature was stirring, again, because of the governor's lockdown, not even a mouse." Well, we use a pest service, so we got that going for us. Uh, The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. It's mostly his laundry. He left it at our house last year. The children were nestled all snug in their beds after being hopped up on caffeine for most of the day. Do you know how exhausting that is? They think that bedtime is trampoline time. Anyway, they went to bed uh, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. At least that's what we told the kids, you know. You gotta get a little private time, get a little mommy and daddy time. But of course, that gets interrupted, right? Because out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter from the ring doorbell. Uh, happens all the time in our house. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Had to video on the ring doorbell, sometimes very grainy. Wanted a good look at the ruckus. So away to the window, I flew like a flash. Tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. That sash is always getting in the way. And the moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. Which is like, get rid of those objects, neighbor. It's been a year, buddy. Get it off the cinder blocks. Put it to the junkyard. Whatever's got to happen. I'm tired of looking at it. Anyway, when what to my wondering eyes did appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. All right, I've clearly had too many hot buttered rums at this point. With a little old driver, you know the type, can barely see over the steering wheel. So lively and quick, I knew in a moment he must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled. Can't, uh, can't really pull that off. Uh, he whistled and shouted and called them names. Santa. Oh, I'm sorry, he called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. They sound a lot like stripper names. Oh, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. More stripper names. His and hers, I guess. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Our house is on the border. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew with a sleigh full of toys, and St. Nicholas, too. And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof, tearing my shingles loose. Just got those fixed last summer. God. As I drew in my head and was turning around, 
down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. That's when I decided I'm going to start wearing adult diapers. I just am. You know, it's pretty scary when a dude comes down your chimney in the middle of the night. You know, this is a home invasion, buddy. But I guess it's Santa, so you give him a pass. Uh, He was dressed all in fur, fake, I'm assuming. Uh, He's a good guy. Dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. Now, you would think a guy who works one day a year, right? you think he would find some time, well, first of all, to bathe, and secondly, to get his clothes dry cleaned. And maybe don't take the chimney so much, Santa. Maybe come in through the front door. Save me money on diapers. It'll keep your suit clean. And also, just more polite. Anyway, again, we forgive him because he's Santa. He brings toys. A bundle of toys. He had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. I always wanted dimples. I don't not have dimples. Are dimples not the cutest? His cheeks were like roses. His nose like a cherry. Yeah, someone's been hitting the eggnog. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. But again, everything else just filthy. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. Does this guy think he's at a casino or something? There's been no smoking indoors anyplace else for decades. Try vaping, Santa. He had a broad little face and a little round belly, which he doesn't get nearly enough credit for. Everybody focuses on the round part of his belly, but it's little. It's a little round belly. Look at a little round belly. Belly goes boop. That shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump. A right jolly old elf. (laughs) And I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings. After trying on a few, mostly my wife's stockings seemed really into them. Uh, Then he turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh. To his team, gave a whistle. <sighs> yeah, it's not. It's never going to happen. But Santa could do it. Santa gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight. That's a fancy way of saying as, kids. That's the medieval, I would say. Ere he drove out of sight. Ho, 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 ho. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Really, Santa? You're waking up the whole neighborhood. I thought you were supposed to be sneaky. I thought your whole reputation was built on stealth. Get in, get out. No presents when I go to bed. Presents are there when I wake up. But I don't know how you do this if you're going to keep shouting things uh, in the middle of the night. Sound travels. When no one else is up, sound travels, Santa. Anyway, Merry Christmas Eve. I'll talk to you next episode, and I've got a great rendition of Little Drummer Boy to play for you from some real musicians. Maybe you can play it while you open presents. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment, and we'll chat with you next time. Hey, hey, hey! I wanna my life away Dance like I'm insane